Taking Advantage of Mary by Madeline Honig Mary peeked through her off-white Venetian blinds. She'd been huddling on the floor in the dark of the front room of the large house, hugging her German shepherd Mitzi. Mary was not particularly a dog person and never saw herself owning a dog. But when the security cameras and alarm systems were not doing the trick, she convinced herself that a pre-trained German shepherd who only responds to German commands was the solution. But at this moment, Mitzi acted more of a furry blanket than a security blanket. They must be gone by now. Mary stood up, using her hands to boost herself off the other knee, one foot at a time. She still didn't dare to turn the light on in the front room. Instead, she brushed a hand through her short gray hair and walked to the back of the house, turning on the small lamp she had purchased to keep the light in her house to a dim. She filled her red tea kettle with water and paused. This situation called for something stronger. Herbal tea was not going to do the trick. She opened the cabinet above the refrigerator, a lone bottle of wild turkey from when her son, Phil, stood there. He had convinced her to glaze her 4th of July ribs with whiskey this year. The outcome wasn't great, but Phil thought it made the meat juicy and flavorful. She was happy to do anything that made her only son happy. The rain on the window panes reminded her of how much had changed since that sunny day. She pulled a chair over to the cabinet and teetered on top until she grasped the whiskey bottle. She climbed down, a bit winded, and then moved horizontally to grab a short glass from the cupboard. She changed her mind and grasped a tall glass she used for water instead. Glug, 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 as she poured. Mary sat in the breakfast nook of her new house, took a sip, and looked out at the light glowing from in the pool. She took another sip. Some of the whiskey sloshed out of the glass and onto the wood table, but she paid no mind to it. She sat there for a good while, Mitzi obediently at her feet the whole time. Her eyelids began to grow heavy. She teetered her way up the stairs and into her bed, Mitzi beside her all along. Mary woke with a dryness in her mouth she was not used to. She forced herself out of bed and to the bathroom sink and splashed water on her face. Mitzi jumped off the bed and followed behind her. It was another day, another day of dodging the masses. Like clockwork, the phone rang at 8 a.m. sharp, but she didn't dare answer. The day was a big question mark. She retired from her job as a teacher unexpectedly last year and bought a house too big for herself in a neighborhood she never dreamed of living in. She was supposed to be living her best life, inviting people over, going to the movies, and traveling, not hiding in her big house alone. Ten months prior, Mary had bought a lottery ticket. And when they read the numbers on TV, it took a minute, but Mary realized she had won. Mary didn't usually do that kind of thing. One of the other teachers, Barb, convinced her to do it after a seagull pooped on her in the school parking lot. How that was luck, Mary didn't know, but spending a dollar on a long shot wasn't going to break the bank. 
So on her way home, she stopped by a liquor store asking for a single ticket. And then she won a whole $26 million. That amount of money is life-changing. And it did change her life. Within days, everyone she'd ever met was calling her. It started with Phil and then her extended family. Then Barb claimed Mary owed her for convincing her to buy the ticket to begin with. And before you know it, a woman from her Girl Scout days was hitting her up on Facebook. Mary eyed the bottle of wild turkey she left on the kitchen counter. It was amber from the sun shining through the window. Was it too early to start drinking? Although the idea of drowning her sorrows sounded like a great idea, this was the only bottle she had. And then what? Mary had to face her fears. The phone rang again, and she ignored it. Instead, she opened her new MacBook she gifted herself. She logged into her bank account and gave Mitzi a scratch as she peered down at the number before her. She had $168 left from all the millions of dollars. That was all the millions of dollars she got to keep after taxes. Enough for a trip to the grocery store and maybe an electric bill. She could live on this for two weeks, a month if she was really good. Her computer dinged and she clicked on the Facebook tab and gathered the courage to read the incoming message. Hi, Mary. It's been so long. I heard things are going well for you. I don't know how to ask, but my son is not doing well. He was diagnosed with leukemia last month. The bills are so high. Ben and I are just not sure how we're going to pay them. Is there any way you can help us? Thanks, Christy. Who was Christy? Below the message was a picture of a small, pale boy in a hospital bed. He gave a weak smile at the camera. Mary clicked on the small picture next to the message to reveal a young blonde woman with a man and a healthy child who resembled the child in the message. She did remember this woman. She was a classmate of Phil's. The boy was adorable, but how could she help this child? She could barely help herself. She winced and clicked on the message before. Hi, Mary. My car broke down. Then the next. Hi, Mary. Could you donate? Then the next. Hello, Mary. She clicked one after the other, each time hearing dollar signs ring in her ear. She clicked on the first message she had read that morning from Christy. I'm so sorry. I would like to help, but I can't. She clicked the send button. If only she didn't buy the kid down the street a bike. If she didn't buy a car for her son. If only she didn't give money to any charity that asked. If only then she might have something for this little boy who could actually need it. She felt defeated. She stood up from her kitchen table and walked towards the bottle of wild turkey, her last option for feeling nothing. She reached for the bottle and the phone rang. A high-pitched scream came out of her 107-pound body. She stomped with all her might over to the phone, picked it up and screamed into the receiver, What the fuck do you want? Uh, the voice on the other hand hesitated. Hi, Mary. This is Darlene from across the street of your old house on Berry Lane. How are you doing? How does it sound like I'm doing? Mary grumbled. Okay, Darlene said, talking herself up more than accepting Mary's grumble. She continued, my daughter has been having trouble selling Girl Scout cookies, and I was hoping you could buy a bunch of boxes like 
A hundred? Her voice went up at the end in hope. A boy is dying, and you want me to buy Girl Scout cookies. Mary slammed the phone down. She breathed heavily, not sure what to do now. There was power brewing inside of her that was not there before. At that, there was a knock on her front door, and Mitzi barked. Yesterday, she cowered from the door, but today she was ready to face it. She stomped over as fast as the arthritis in her knees allowed it her, swung the front door open, and screamed at the top of her lungs, Fuck you! Her index finger pointing straight up to the sky and staring at her knocker dead in the eyes. Wow, lady. A young man in a brown vest and long brown sleeves beneath stood in front of her, rain rolling down his cheeks and his mouth agape. I'm just delivering a package. He held out a brown box to her with a single hand. She took the package with both hands as he held his hands up and walked back towards his truck parked on the street. She had become weak in her age, but the package felt heavy. She closed the door behind and grabbed the letter opener from the console table drawer in the foyer. She began to walk towards the kitchen, but then changed her mind. The front room was the most comfortable place to sit in the house, and so that is where she would sit, facing the window in full view of the outside world. She looked to see who it was from. There was no return address, just Mary's address in neat, familiar writing. Mitzi gave a whimper. Shh, she told the dog as she sliced the tape of the box open with her letter opener. Inside was a tin box covered in holiday decorations. When she opened the box, there was folded lined paper taped neatly laying on top. She removed the paper and opened it slowly and began to read. You should have given me what I asked for. Love, Phil. Then she heard ticking, like a clock. She looked down to see what else was in the box. There was a mess of wires coming out of a metal tube and red numbers facing her, counting down. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom! The UPS driver, now just four houses down, turned around in shock. He thought to himself that the angry old lady had had enough. He ran to his truck and called 911.